You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Whether you're an artist or an art lover, I am here to help you be a more thoughtful creator and consumer of the visual arts. I don't know, does that sound pretentious enough? Today, we're going to be talking about scale and proportion. Scale and proportion both relate to size. While they are similar, there are some small differences between the two. When we talk about scale, we're generally referring to size relationships between different things, while proportion more is about the size relationships among different parts of the same thing. For example, when I look at a person and a butterfly within a picture, those are two separate whole objects, and I would be discussing scale. On the other hand, if I'm talking about parts of the person, such as how big the hand is compared to the arm, the arm compared to the torso, the head compared to the body, those would all be proportions focusing on the size relationships of different parts to one whole. One of the most common methods of tracking scale to create a realistic sense of space is to use linear perspective. In broad strokes, linear perspective is all about the fact that things closer to the viewer will look bigger and things farther away will look smaller. To expand on that just a tiny bit, uh, remember the horizon line is where the sky touches the ground in a picture. Things that are farther away from the viewer are also going to be a little bit closer to the horizon line. Things closer to the viewer in the foreground are generally going to look closer to the bottom or top edge of the paper, farther away from the horizon line. Now, To make things get gradually smaller as they go off in the distance, an artist might use a dot called a vanishing point to show where an object would be so far away, it would look so small, it would simply disappear from view, or vanish. In one-point perspective, everything will essentially slant toward one vanishing point. A road going off in the distance would appear as a triangle coming to a point at the vanishing point. Sidewalks on either side of that road would be slimmer triangles, again coming to a point at the vanishing point. The sidewalk would be divided into squares using horizontal line segments because horizontal lines will look flat. Of course, the real world has complex arrangements, and things are not often neatly aligned. When forms are at odd angles, sometimes parts will go away from the viewer in multiple directions. In order to create a realistic sense of space, an artist might use multiple vanishing points. In order to keep it all straight, a good trick is to remember guidelines slant towards a vanishing point and connecting lines are parallel. If I'm drawing a wall, for example, I start with a vertical line showing how tall that wall is. Next, I'm going to draw guidelines from the top and bottom of that vertical line towards the vanishing point. Finally, I would draw a line to define the back of the wall. And that final line would be a vertical line segment parallel to the initial line I drew, but shorter and closer to the vanishing point. I've taught numerous lessons on drawing using vanishing points, and I'll include those on the website, artsmartpodcast.com, along with this episode. When it comes to proportions, I am a huge fan of using a grid system to develop your eye. 
The idea of a grid is to break an image down into smaller, more manageable chunks. The key to success is that the grid must be drawn with lines that are evenly spaced, so each portion looks square. If the lines slant or are uneven, it will distort the proportions. After drawing a grid on your reference image, you draw a grid on your paper or canvas. Focus on the lines and shapes you see one little box at a time. In particular, look at where each of those lines and shapes falls within the square. Try to estimate if something intersects with the grid lines at the midpoint of the box, or if it's a third or a quarter of the way from the bottom, and so on. Drawing using a grid takes time, but every time I have done it, I have been happy with the end result. In my classroom, grid drawings are among the projects with the highest success rate, and students regularly surprise themselves with the quality of their work when they take time to focus specifically on proportions. I'll embed a grid drawing demonstration video on the website as well. Thanks for listening. If you found this tolerable, please do me a favor. Follow and rate the show on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to find more, you can check out my other podcast, Who Arted, available for free wherever you listen, and the website, whoartedpodcast.com.